S. The Chicago Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation, hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Chicago Popo Report. All right, peeps, like that old coronavirus, we're here to stay. Not going anywhere. Good thing about us, though, you don't have to stay inside when you're listening to us. Paul Cialino and Lupe Aguirre on the Popo Report, Saturday night, WLS AM 890. What's going on, Lupe? Coronavirus. Really? Huh? Thank God I'm immune. Me too. You just got to drink a lot of Corona to be immune from it. And uh, get that yearly uh, shot. I don't know, man. I think it's a different strain, isn't it? To the Corona strain, yeah. The Corona strain. It's like, you know, I, I could say so many things about strains and shots, but I won't. Uh, we, assuming we have a younger audience listening, my buddy Jack uh, McHenry, he's only 10. I don't think we should, you know, hit him with the old. <laughs> These are different strains of gonorrhea you could get, kids. Ten years old, you said? Yeah, he's I, ten. I don't think he's going to be up listening to us. He's a, oh, yeah, his dad Does he know up. how to podcast? His dad lets... Yeah, he does know how to podcast. Makes his mom listen to it in Actually, the car. Actually, my three-year-old knows how to podcast, so what am I talking about? The hockey team, man. The hockey team listens to the Popo Report up in McHenry. There you go. Well, hey, not a boring weekend, huh? No, man. A little action going on in the Chi-Town this week. Kids, 11 kids were among 26 people shot in the city, according to the local rags. Uh, well, believe. you know what, though, bro? That got bumped off the front page real quick. I mean, 11 kids being shot. We In Chicago, we don't get too excited about that. No. We got, we got bigger fish to fry. Are you heartless this week? What's I'm not heartless. I'd do that story all day long. You and I love those stories because we like to let people know this is what's <laughs> happening in your city. Because clearly, uh, you know, you look at the trip, the Sun-Times, and every other... Uh, Little newspaper around. What's 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 the headlines this week? Huh? What dominated? 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 What? You talking about? What's his name? I don't know. But let's go with it. I don't know. I think we got a tape Ron? of this dude, don't we? We have a tape somewhere. I, I've got this thing, and it's golden, and I, I'm just not giving it up for nothing. There's our boy, the former disgraced, impeached former governor, <clears throat> Rod Blagojevich. Back, back in the news, back in the saddle. Got a gift, got a big gift, got like a 3,000-day gift from the Prez. When he was originally sentenced to 14 years, and he's only served eight. So, yeah, he shaved about, what is that? I don't, my math isn't that good. About, about 3,000 days he got a break out. six years, why? At least he didn't get pardoned, but hey, never say never with this guy, because he might get pardoned at some point. But so far, just commuted. Sentence commuted, which basically means... Free pass out the front door. He's still considered a felon. He's still he's a convicted felon. He's still going to be on parole. He's still going to be on the uh, long arm of the law. Although I suspect by what I've seen so far, that's going to be a pretty short uh, walk. They're going to leave him alone. And I mean, he's holding press conferences and him and the lovely Patty. They're just kicking it, man. They're having a good old time. It's like, like time... Stood still, they're back like he was never gone. They're going to be, or he's going to be the official spokesperson for Trump uh, here in Chicago. Yeah, he's going to be on Fox. <laughs> there we go. On Fox and Friends all day long. You know, I think he might get a cabinet position 
in about six months if he keeps this up. Uh, the, the rest of that cabinet's bailing pretty quick, almost on a daily basis. And, uh, and of course, we are in the most conservative uh, radio station in the city of Chicago, and uh, we we support our conservative administration. Lupe and Paul might have some other ideas because uh, that's not what we do, is it? No. <laughs> so so yeah, he's gonna he's gonna you're gonna hear a lot more of Rod and probably Patty for the foreseeable future, right? Well, Blago's back home into the loving arms of Patty, and uh, the last conversation they had before he went away was not, you know, I don't know, that loving and tender was it. Was it was classic Rod. It was classic. I'm going to hang up on you. What are you doing? What is it? What? I'm asked, what do you want me to say? That's what they say to you at one. I, I tried to be helpful and he jumped out and throat. Okay, fine. Okay, yeah. I had nothing else to say about it. You tell me I don't know anything, so I'm sitting here, I'm listening. Tell me. Tell me. That's good. All right, that's it. Be normal. It's the, I don't like you talking in some weird way. I don't know who the you are when you're doing that. <laughs> I think I think the homecoming might have been a little bit nicer in tone because <laughs> Patty's been on all the talk shows throwing down for the big rod, man. She she worked hard to get his asshole. During his uh, eight year stint, she was on uh, reality shows, right? No, he was, was on the reality show before he went in. That's how he got the hook with the president, right? He was on the well, president's yeah, reality yeah, show. Yeah, but didn't she do some reality show uh, stints too? Well, was she it, was on Fox was News. It? Some would call that a reality show on a daily <laughs> basis, right? <laughs> but Patty, Patty was the dutiful, loyal wife. I wonder how long. Uh, before Rod, Rod's been home now about 24 hours or 72 hours, something like that. I wonder how long before they had another conversation. I don't like you when you're like that. Shut the F up. <laughs> how long, how long do you think it takes before Rod goes off the deep end on Patty? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know, man, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> That's an interesting uh, dynamic now. You're home. I mean, is her routine going to be disrupted? Is she going to, is this is a, this is a sort of a, just a, like a new marriage, like a rekindling something. It's uh, it's got to be weird, no? It's it's probably going to be rekindled till about the end of our show tonight when uh, she listens to this and starts going off on him again. She's going to realize why is this guy back home? I was actually having a good time. I, it was, in jail. You know what? I've heard a lot of wives express that sentiment when uh, hubby went away for a number of years and he comes back home, kind of screws up the entire routine. She's got to she's got to completely delete some uh, I don't know names on her iPhone. I'm she's guessing gotta, she had to get a new iPhone. Okay, not delete it. Get oh oh, honey, lost it at the gym. It broke. It fell out of the car when I was turning. I I don't know where it's at. I got to get a new one. I got to get right, and I don't want that number either. That number's got to go. No, no. <laughs> right. What's also interesting about this whole. Uh, Rod getting out of jail thing is that our local FOP actually advocated for his release. Uh, you know, it's interesting that the FOP, who's like the tough law and order guys, lock them felons up, throw away the key, do not fool with them, right? They love everything. Dr draconian sentencing, they dig that stuff. But what'd they do? Loop, what did my boys at the FOP do to the big Gibson steak eating guys that run the show? Yeah, they wrote a, I mean, they went down to the White House, and the FOP president, they also wrote a letter. And the vice president, I might add, was right there with him. Wrote a letter to our dear president advocating for his, his, uh, his uh, early release, because, you know, it's, although they, you know, they do believe it was, uh, you know, he, he was corrupt, the sentence was just way too long. Uh, fair is fair, uh, your honor, and uh, we, we think uh, former governors should be released. Now, I don't know what Rod and the FOP have in common, I don't know. Maybe they hung out and ate steaks together before Rod went away. But Rod does a lot of running. 
And not a lot of running going on at the FOP, bro, okay? <laughs> I'm here to tell you, the, the top two guys might tip them scales at about 700. I mean, I'm not sure what the <laughs> FOP, uh, if they have the uh, the rank and file, well, the best interest of the rank and file officer, because, I mean, they should just be dealing with law enforcement issues, criminal justice <laughs> issues, and labor labor and uh, and uh, health I- issues. What is what? What does this have anything to do with uh, being an FOP officer? I'm pretty sure nothing. How about nothing? Okay, but but it's political mileage. I'm sure the Trumpy wanted some support and letting him blago out because he was going to get a lot of blowback from the U.S. attorneys in this town and the former U.S. attorneys and Pat Fitzgerald, who is was the U.S. attorney that locked up Blago. Uh, these guys are hot. They are not happy. And I, I imagine the federal judges aren't too happy. No. But the no. FOP, they know more Anyone in their right, right mind right? would not be happy with this decision. But then again, it is uh, it is very Trumpian. Okay, we're going to carry this conversation uh, after the break. Uh, and we're set to take our first break, Paul, by nonviolent and a billionaire who would never call women fat broads or horse-faced lesbians partner in crime. So buckle up. It's Saturday night. We're on the way. More to come, including a dead horse in Inglewood. Not sure if it was straight or a lesbian? Who knows? And a young broad is busted for calling 911 to complain that her parents should offer cell phone service. Bad girl. That and more when we return on WLS AMA 90. Ah, we're back. Popo Nation, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, WLS AM, Chicago, Saturday night. Rocking it tonight, huh? It's good to be a fat cat white guy who's got a problem in federal court these days, my friend. If you cozy, if you cozy up to Trumpy, yeah. I, I e, you're a loyalist, yeah. Good for you. Well, on Thursday, Roger Stone got some news. Not as bad as he thought it was going to be. Not as bad as the government originally intended. They backed off their more severe sentence, and Roger gets. Three years, four months? Was that the sentence? It was. I think it was 40 months. Yeah. Got to do 85% of that. I'm guessing he gets pardoned after about a year in the joint, maybe. <laughs> maybe nine months. He's going to get pardoned after six days. Are you kidding me? <laughs> By this time next week, he'll be out. Uh, you know, Roger justice, Stone, huh? that, this... guy looks like, that guy looks like a, uh, I don't know, a bouncer at, an, uh, at a high-end orgy. Nah, he looks like an old Coke dealer, man. That's what he looks like. <laughs> I think old... the bounce, a bouncer at a high-end orgy would probably deal Coke, too. He he couldn't bounce much. Okay, I've seen him without his shirt on. He's not bouncing anything these days. Not even not even that young wife. <laughs> so but, another another but Trump he's be bouncing out of club fed after not too long. Yeah, well, another Trump associate. Yeah, goes to jail. What is that? Ten already? I can tell you something, man. If you can't be good to your friends, who can you be good to? Okay. He hasn't pardoned one <laughs> of them yet, right? I don't know. No, he, it's commuting. No, he pardoned uh, Kirk, man, the former police commissioner in New York City. Just gave him a full pardon, but he'd been out of jail for years already. Yeah, no, I'm talking about yeah. like uh, from, from from his jail. no from his uh, from you know before he was uh, uh, during the campaign till now. Yeah, all his cronies that went to jail, none of them have been pardoned yet. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, grand scheme of things, he he's used the pardon and commutation thing far less than the previous three or four presidents, but he's very selective. Right? Oh, he he you doesn't got, he doesn't consult of, right? He doesn't consult anybody. He just uh, so what's gonna uh, what what criminal can I can I, I uh, let out of jail today? Well, that's gonna benefit me in somehow. Look, that's gonna look. take the heat off of me. That's gonna create some noise. The bright new shiny object that's gonna make headlines. Loop. 
That's called Rod Blagojevich and, and everybody else. <laughs> That's how it works. See, if I was president and you got indicted for, say, I don't know, you know, uh, taking bribes from the local racetrack, all right? So they think, or, you know, a piece of the Betray- parking. Betraying the public trust. Bro, I, Lupe Guard gets pardoned my first day in office. I don't care who likes it. And I'm not asking anybody's advice. I'm going to go. Bring me the paperwork for Lupe. That's just because we're friends, <laughs> yeah, okay? Uh, yeah. Rod is not his friend. He even said, I don't even know the guy. He was on my show, but I don't know the guy. I'm just going to, you know what? friends now. You know what? The FOP president came down and, you know, uh, you know, gave me, recommended that I, you know, do something That's like right. that. The FOP guys, right? Who are my friends? They Be- said, let this guy out. Because somehow, yeah, it's going to benefit him in the long Make run. Make it rain. Okay? Make it happen, Mr. President. We want to take Rod. Rod should be taking them the Gibsons this weekend. But the FOP's got that fat budget. So Rod's broke. He doesn't have a job. And he's whining about, you know, not being able to pay for college, et cetera. Rod owes a lot of people a lot of money, a lot of favors because of this. Okay. Like most people are going to come out. Bro, they ain't never going to see a dime of that money. (laughs) Rod, Rod is all about Rod. We all all know this. Everyone has their hands in his pocket right now. He owes a lot of people a lot. All right, so I guess enough about the local politicians and people getting out of the Federal Department of Corrections. I'm sure we'll be hearing more about (laughs) Rod, all right? We're going to switch gears and go to two local heroes. We usually say this... You know, this a story like this for the end yes. or the second half. But you know right. what? Now we're going to switch it up a little bit today. They are going to be in the first hour. So what are we talking about, Paul? Bro, we're talking about two young Chicago Police Department SWAT guys. They're, uh, they're, they're on patrol last week, and a call comes out over the radio for a fire emergency. There's a guy in Lake Michigan, as we all know. Lake Michigan's a hot 34 degrees or something right now, and there's a dude bobbing near the shoreline on Lake Michigan. Fire department shows right on Lakeshore Drive. Uh, fire department shows up. They're they're all sitting up there on Lakeshore Drive. They can't see anything. No, because they were they were their vantage point was literally over the water line, and he was right at the water line, right at the concrete you know uh, structure there, right uh, the the walkway, yeah. and they couldn't see him. No. But the uh, the two SWAT guys, they came in from the south. The bike okay? path. They came the down the bike path. South of that location. And from their vantage point, uh, they could clearly see something was going up and down. A body was going <laughs> up and down. So they rushed straight to it. And then that's, if you see the video, you notice the uh, fire guys are just, they're just standing around like, oh, this is probably a 19 Paul, which means there's nothing going on. Right. It was just someone's imagination or probably a dog went in and, you know, right. never to be seen again. But no, once the, <laughs> once the SWAT guys throw their bodies literally in the water or just halfway in the water, that's when they start acting like, oh, I, I think this is legit. Let's, let's help them out. Oh yeah. The, the, the two SWAT guys, both of them probably if, if either one of them was 30, I'd be surprised, okay? They're, Young guys, yeah. They're in shape. They're looking good, right? They're in SWAT shape. I mean, you, you don't have any fatties nah, in SWAT. No, nah, the lieutenant even looks like a stud, and he's been on the job 28 years, okay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So these two dudes who do, do not dress like traditional Chicago police. They're no, in, in SWAT gear. They're in fatigues, man. Yeah. They're like a military-style outfit. Well, these dudes jump out of the car, and the one guy immediately is... Three quarters of the way in the water right. grabbing this dude. Right. And he said the dude was kind of little, but he had all his winter clothes on, so he's waterlogged. Exactly. He said when he got to him, though, the only thing you'd see was his hands waving around, but his head and shoulders was underwater. So, right. Yeah. I mean, he gets there at the exact moment he had P- to. Perfect timing, exactly. Right? If, if they would have waited for the fire department oh, no. to act, this no. guy would have been dead. Listen, you're because- go- he's gone. He, he was seconds from going, man. Seconds. 
And so he grabs them. His partner grabs his legs and pulls the both of them out of the water. Right. Okay, right. And and these kids were just listen, man. This this was heroic stuff, all caught on living color. Thank yeah. God, because somebody would accuse him of lying, probably, yeah, if it the, wasn't on video. These guys would normally not uh, respond to a call like this, but they were in the area. And uh, Well, what happens is SWAT has got a roving uh, unit or mm -hmm. two with two to four officers riding around in a truck downtown uh, to respond to any serious emergencies. So they, they're just sitting there with, you know, probably in front of Dunkin' Donuts. But these guys, not Dunkin' Donut guys, they're, no, where, no. where are they at? They were at, they were at, the protein, at a protein bar. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. At, at, getting yeah. a, a Protein Slurpee somewhere. And they're protein on and somewhere. And they call and they go, hey, we're not too far away. Let's, let's shoot over and see what's see going. What it's they're like, it's probably nothing, but let's take a look. But let me tell you, man, <laughs> they, the right time, the right moment, it was absolutely fabulous, right? And they pull these guys out. And so they had a press conference on Wednesday with these two young kids. And yeah. they were like very uncomfortable. Loop, we, we, we need to open a PR firm to counsel young heroic first responders because <laughs> you and i would, you and i would still be having that press conference <laughs> it should be incumbent about uh, uh, uh you know uh the unit lieutenant or whatever whoever runs a particular unit if you have a hero in that unit you've got to give them some pr lessons before they before they step in front of a camera you know you've they've got to sharpen up their chops they've got to i don't know have that tv presence you know what, man? They were very uncomfortable, and and they're young, and they clearly have never done this before. And and and, and it was sweet, and it was, it right. was really very humble. It was refreshing, right? Very, very humble. Yeah. Uh, you know, anyone anyone would have done this. We were just doing our job. That's and, exactly what they said. Listen, man, that's that's what we do. We yeah. save lives whenever we can. As the the whole Chicago Police Department, they were the best. This was a big deal that whole week. They should have, I don't know, a little pizzazz, some showmanship, like, you know. SWAT, Chicago Police, uh, uh, heroes you, all around. Yeah, we yeah we did it. I, We're gonna do it again. I, we do this all the time. I caught I caught the thing accidentally on Facebook Live. I did something I never do. I commented. I said, "Boys, great job." You know, and it was. It was just a tremendous job. So, gentlemen, Popo Report loves you guys. Great job. Thank you. And I'm sure the knucklehead that was half drunk and fell into the water. Uh, after partying all night at some hotel, he's pretty appreciative as well as his father was. And that's he's, out, he's out of the hospital. He's fine. He was out in 24 <laughs> hours. But uh, the, the cops, the two uh, SWAT guys, they go, hey, uh, we went to the hospital later that afternoon. We met the guy we pulled out of the water and his dad was there and he's hugging on us, man. And, I, you know, you, it had to be a scene. And it's something they'll never forget and deservedly so. Uh, all props to our boys, our SWAT guys. That's right, Paul. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we've got a we got a we got horses. We got horse farms in Inglewood. <laughs> I did not know that. We will talk about it when we return. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. See you in a bit. Yes. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course. That is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Ed. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Popo Report back, WLSAM 890, Chicago, Lupe Acquire, and Paul Cialino. And unfortunately, Mr. Ed's been dead for many, many years now. But I don't think anybody knows who the hell Mr. Ed is anymore. Well, I know who he is. That's an old that's old school man, Mr. Ed. That's all that's important. In Wilbur, right? Wilbur. Yeah, well <laughs> there's a dead horse over on the south side, bro, in Inglewood. 
Uh, I never knew it was legal to keep a horse in the city of Chicago. It's a great. This is a, this is a great story. This horse isn't making those. Is not making those noises any longer, though, is he? <laughs> no, but there's still a horse on that property, though. Okay. Listen, man, this dude's got like a quadruple size lot with a barn, high fence. It looks like a damn ranch over in Inglewood. Little uh, equestrian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm, I don't think it'll ever be mistaken for that, but. <laughs> Looks like uh well listen, the dude owns a farm out in Mendota, uh, way out way out west somewhere. And uh he raises horses, trains them. Hispanic guy. What's mm-hmm. this guy? Beltran. That's a guy that used to Leo Beltran, yeah. Wasn't he the manager of the mess and he just get caught cheating or something? Not wrong, Beltran? Probably wrong, Beltran. <laughs> probably, yeah. probably right. Well, our Beltran raises horses. So the horse was sick or not doing well, he decides to bring the horses home. And he's got a license to do so, yeah, right? Yeah. And Properly licensed, yeah. So the neighbors are walking by as they do in Englewood, and they see the horse uh, feed up in the backyard. Yeah. This is probably not the biggest problem, because they call 911 and they go, hey, there's a horse over there in this yard, and he's not looking too good. And there's a pit bull. Oops. Eating <laughs> that, this is the problem. Somebody else walks by a little while later, and there's a dog having lunch on said dead horse. Mm-hmm. Now, I... Used to live in an area in western suburbs where my neighbor owned a number of horses. And one of the, their horse died one time, 22, 23 years old. And it takes a while to get the, the horse dead guys out there to move them. Because you got to mm-hmm. move with a, mm-hmm. like a forklift. Mm-hmm. This is not a small animal. How about you just chop them up on site? Well, you could do that too with a chainsaw. But this was a family pet for 20-something years. So uh, they declined. Can and, I, can I, but me. my German Shepherd was over there after the horse died. She, she decided this looked like a, a viable... Buffet meal. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, dog food, isn't it literally horse meat? Yes, it is, okay? It's so, not the dry dog food, of course, but the wet dog food is horse meat. Right. Generally. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, filet, my friend, okay? <laughs> it's, it's it's horse filet. But I can tell you the American Indians uh, thought horse was a delicacy back in the day. I'm sure most countries do. <laughs> yeah, in China, they're still eating the hell out of horse, okay? <laughs> so a pit bull's going to go, hey, it's all meat to me. Yeah. Now, this is what gets everyone excited over there, and the 911 phones are now ringing off the hook. Well, yeah, that's that's how you generally, uh, y- yeah, yeah, get the police excited. So, th- it got everybody excited, because all the newsies were out there with TV cameras and newspapers. You, you would have thought Blagojevich was riding horses in the backyard over there, the way they were covering this story. I love it, because, um, I mean, I, I always knew that you could keep, let's say, uh, some, uh, some uh, farm animals on your property. With a license, but I never knew about a horse. I mean, hey, that's great. I love it. Well, not now, of course, our lovely alderman, Alderman Stephanie Coleman, 16th, and Alderman Raymond Lopez, 15th, said, hey, hey, we need legislation. We we can't have these horses dying in the city limits. I, you know, I, you I know gotta, animals die. That's right. Okay. They die, and if if it's legal for the guy to have, it wasn't it's natural like was, causes. He didn't keep them in the garage. Okay, the two and a half car garage. It wasn't in a condo. <laughs> no, <laughs> in the basement. No. He didn't have Trigger in the basement. Trigger was in a barn. Trigger was sick. He was keeping an eye on it, and Trigger dropped dead. Plus, animal control confirmed that the that the property or was clean and equipped with uh, hay and water, and that animals have uh, had access to barn had had access to the barn at all times. I mean, it was it was it was a kept piece of property and a kept barn, so yeah. there was nothing. You it's know, a, it's a great story. Only in Chicago, my friend. Okay, only in Chicago. There we go. All right, let's wind this uh, segment down with a little R. Kelly news. Uh, what kind of week would it be without Robert? Huh. It seems like every week 
Every week, R. Kelly makes the Popo Report because we love R. Kelly. Well, he makes the Popo Report because he's indicted in like 22 different jurisdictions. and Everyone's trying to get a piece of him right now. I think this would be a great time for him to, uh, I don't know, do a little uh, song and dance in front of Trumpy. See how he could, uh, you know, spin it. And uh, maybe later on he could get some kind of commutation, some kind of pardon, something. Or maybe get the FOP to look the other way and actually advocate on his behalf. Why not? If they do it for Rod, why not for our boy R. Kelly? So, Robert, here's Robert's problem. He's in the news. This week, because a co-defendant's in the news. Who'd have thought he had a co-defendant, right? Right, right, right. right. Otherwise known as an enabler, according to the government. Yeah, a cohort, yeah. Um, Let's see, what's his name? Uh, Daryl McDavid. Yeah, Daryl McDavid. Daryl spelled D-E-R-R-E-L, okay? Uh, Daryl's not in custody, but he's like, all right, let's get this show over with, because I'm tired of this thing hanging over my head for the last several years, and... I don't want to wait a couple more years. So, uh, yeah. So, initially, th- his trial was supposed set to start, what, April 27th? Right. Which is re- literally right around the corner. But with these new charges, he's like, well, hey, man, I want to get my thing done already. Let's push this thing along. Daryl's got a lawyer named Bo Brindley. And Bo Brindley, who's a relatively young guy and new to the scene in Chicago, he's had some impressive wins over in that federal courthouse, really? okay? Yes. So, I'm thinking... Uh, Daryl's in good hands with that lawyer. That lawyer knows how to get a W in that courthouse, which is very, very rare. And this could, you know, this is kind of a wet blanket on the O.L.R. Kelly case. If Daryl winds up going to trial before him and evidence comes out that wouldn't have come out normally, poisons a jury. Probably Greenberg, I'm sure, is none too happy about all this. Well, let's refresh everyone's memory. McDavid, he uh, faces child pornography and obstruction of justice charges in this new indictment. And he's also, uh, they also allege that he uh, played a key role in paying off victims and witnesses in the lead up to Kelly's 2008 Cook County child pornography trial. Bro, that's what a good manager does. <laughs> Pays off the witnesses. He writes everybody a check and hands them a bunch little, of Benjamins and sends them on their way. Little hush money. Yeah. Who else? Who else is? Uh, Who's going to do it if you're, you're your damn manager don't do it? There's another in, uh, in unindicted co-conspirator who's involved in hush money payments. Who might that be? Our, be another our man, Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that one? Trump working for R. Kelly. <laughs> they fr- they fr- no, but he could feel his pain. <laughs> so he's like, man, these are all made up charges. Uh, I'm with you. He might talk pay. to me. Talk to me. Yep, the problem is Robert's got state charges pending, which the president cannot pardon or commute. So uh, he, he might be able to help him out a little bit on the federal, the federal stuff. side. Yeah, why yeah. not? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he could get the DOJ to, uh, uh, I don't know, hey, twist hey, some arms. Hey, hey, state, back, off state that, side. back off that 30-year sentence, boys, okay? <laughs> I'm thinking two years, eight months would be enough for Robert. <laughs> At the very least. Just, you know what? Just clean the slate. Okay, Robert. Robert's people need to be contacting Roger Stone right now, okay? Because he apparently has an inside the line number. Well, Roger. Needs, I think Ro- I, Roger needs some money, okay? How about our Kelly stop wearing a top stop start wearing a top hat, you know? Get some round uh, cool, get some round uh, frames. The cool beetle dark glasses, round frames. right? The cool beetle glasses. Yeah, round frames. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he needs to start looking like a uh like a doorman at a high end uh orgy. Okay. There, there's a chick on the west side, she probably needs a doorman. She's in federal court too. Our madam. Right? Yeah, yeah. The one who's put on a few pounds lately. 
I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, all right, the top man at the White House could help help her out too. All right, we're gonna take another break. When we come back, uh, we've got some uh, uh, some news from the uh, NBA uh, All Star game this past week. Some guns were seized. We'll talk about that and more when we return. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA nine years. You used to call me on my cell phone. Ah, uh, welcome back, Popo Nation. Lupe Aguirre and Paul Cialino on WLS AM 890 Chicago. Folks, you can hear us at our regularly scheduled time or on Sunday when they use us to pinch it. You want to go to that podcast, okay? And then where you get there is WLS AM 890 or just com. Hit that little podcast button, get the Popo Report, and you can listen to everything we've ever done, more or less. Minus outtakes. Can't listen to those. That's ones that get us in trouble and fine. But you listen to glorious Popo podcast till you can't stand it any longer. All right, we're back. Hey, the lady in Ohio, she don't have a cell phone no more, bro. What happened? Yeah, we got this whiny 36-year-old broad. <laughs> she is whiny too, man. <laughs> Calling 911 to complain that her parents shut off her cell phone service. Now, do the is that... Is that what policemen do? Respond to calls like this? Uh, apparently, the Popo in Ohio were not down with this phone call, and nor was the nine one one dispatcher who answered the call because she instructed a uh, uh, young lady there, "Hey, nine one one's for emergency, sweetheart. Okay, don't call us, don't bother us with this nonsense." Yeah, you're living at home. You're thirty thirty six years old, and you're whining about your parents cutting off your cell phone service. Maybe you should like not live at home. Uh, I'm not sure if she has a job or not, or just you know her parents. Her parents are doing well. She lives right next to uh, what a what, what a golf course I don't in know. Ohio. I don't yeah, know, but uh, well, uh, presumably if you live next door to a golf course, unless it's a public park district course, you might be doing pretty well. Yeah. All right. And mommy and daddy are just said, "Hey, honey, you're 36 years old. I think it's time uh, you pay that Verizon bill now because we're sick of paying it." And uh, oh yeah, we shut it off. We're done. I would imagine this conversation has happened. As they say in law, ad nauseum on many other occasions throughout the years. Oh, I'm sure. And rightfully so. She was arrested and booked. Uh, <laughs> and she was released on a $2,500 bond. She's facing a felony charge for aggravating the police. Well, she, she really aggravated them. I'm uh, going to predict this one will be pled down. It'll be a fine. It'll be disorderly conduct. But I bet she don't call 911 again when, uh, well, of course, if you don't have a cell phone, it's tough to call them, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm predicting she will learn her lesson as uh, opposed to not learning a lesson. Oh, geez. Let me tell you, this this one's smart. I wonder if mom and dad bailed her out. Do you think they posted to 2500 Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, well. What's, what's, next? Uh, what's, what's the, next, man? Okay, we're going we're going back to Chicago, all right? The NBA All-Star game was this uh, past week. We go. <laughs> yeah. Man. They didn't disappoint on the criminal side, did they, Lope? No man. So I guess uh, some uh, some guys were part of the halftime show. They uh, thought allegedly. it was a, a, <laughs> well, they were, but they thought it was a good. Well, allegedly, yeah, they thought it was a good idea to bring some uh, I don't know some weapons in their cars while they were driving into the uh, what was it the uh, the uh, United Center United Center parking lot yeah, like which, special parking lot and a special parking lot's got special popo they get special treatment and uh, explosive sniffing dogs <laughs> yeah. right yeah saying so, the dog. Uh, Popo say, hey, okay, we got you, you guys are parking here. You're authorized parker, but we got to search the car. Get out uh, and stand here. Yeah. Well, they got out and started walking because guess what, Lou? Like, we got a show to do, man. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we got a we're going to be do. late. We're going to be late. And that stuff you're going to find in the bag of the SUV, it might not be kosher. 
But how did so so the dog the dogs are trained to detect explosives? So I mean, I guess he detected. Uh, they alert on gunpowder. Gunpowder. Okay, yep. that's what they alert on, and they they learn on gunpowder. And of course, they find a couple pieces, a couple pistols, a box of ammo, box of ammo. Yeah, and there was a guy in the car who had a concealed <laughs> weapon permit. Okay, so here's the excuse. Uh, well, we really didn't know who these guns belonged to. So nobody got arrested. Yeah. You know what happened, man? This yeah. was somebody what with really juice. Yeah. This is what happened. Somebody with clout said, hey, you're not arresting these dudes, okay? This guy's got a concealed carry. Of course, he had his concealed carry on him. Right, for and, his guns. Yeah, there's extra guns and ammo, just in case. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if my white butt got caught in that parking lot with a gun... Permit or not, I bet I'm going to jail at night. <laughs> they 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 must have put on or going to put on a great halftime show. Well, that uh, was it. The halftime show guys, right? Well, listen, yeah, they were part of the halftime show. Uh, whether they were or not, I don't remember. I didn't. I mean, we don't know who was the halftime show. But see, the thing is, they would have dis- they would have dis- disrupted the halftime show. So the whole the whole thing would have been just ridiculous, just because they got arrested for. Gun possession. Nobody got arrested, though. Right. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the point. That's think, the point. Nobody think, got arrested because the halftime show would have been, you know, a mess. I'm thinking it was Blago and Roger Stone. Were they together that night? That would have been a great, <laughs> yeah, that been a great yeah, halftime no. show. <laughs> yes. It might be a halftime show next year's NBA. So Chicago did not disappoint some, you know, gun drama <laughs> at the United Center parking lot. I, I didn't see the, the FOP guys write a letter on this one. The superintendent complaining or anything? Maybe they're somehow connected to the FOP. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they're pals. Yeah, and no th- arrest, so no need for a letter. Throw down some steaks at Gibson's and cut. Oh, man. You know <laughs> they should be buying somebody dinner for that one. Okay, we got this next story. We got some. Uh, we got four teens who were charged with murder uh, this past week on Wednesday uh, for shooting three men and a young woman. And this is back in Indianapolis. So here's what I couldn't uh, was confusing about this story. The guys who were arrested, they're local Chicago guys, right? So they were down in Indianapolis doing whatever, visiting, and then they just got caught up in a in a burglary gone wrong and, and shot these victims. And then they hightailed it back to Chicago, but someone saw the car and the license plate. and uh, Gangsters, gangsters, gangsters. If you're doing a crime, steal a car. Don't use your own car. Don't use your mama's car. That plate going to come right back to that house in Inglewood or Austin. Why does it have to be Inglewood <laughs> or Austin? And the going to be there with about 30 of their famous SWAT and U.S. Marshal guys. And you going out to the Pope jail for a long time. And my dad, bro, you do not want to get banged for a felony in, in Indiana. I had a client, a kid one time, got 21 years for residential burglary. You know what he stole? A VCR. 21 years. Everyone's like, what the hell's a VCR? Yeah, that's what it used to record with a big old ugly tape in it, folks. And this Video kid, cassette recorder, right? Yes, he stole a VCR out of a neighbor's house, got caught, confessed, was just, just turned 18, got 21 years. What do you think they're going to get for a triple shooting? Okay, but that was a long time ago, Paul. We, yeah. we've, we've, had, we've, we've had criminal justice reform in this country. Yeah, okay. let me tell you. These guys will never see daylight again if they get convicted. Well, never. They were charged with multiple uh, counts of murder and robbery resulting in serious bodily injury. Man, no kidding. Serious? Yeah, they're dead you know, serious. My, my guess is in these geniuses who drove mom's car, <laughs> the plates came right back to them. I'm guessing somebody confessed to this group or is going to 
cut some kind of deal where they only do perhaps 40 or 50 years for these crimes. We're talking uh, three 19-year-olds and one 17-year-old. <laughs> uh, children, 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 you were in for a long haul in the Indi Indiana Department of Corrections, and I've been to a few of those prisons. None of them are very nice. Mm. Not nice at all. You're not going to enjoy your time there. No, you should no. have... Uh... Should have stayed home and not dri driven to Indiana. Okay, let's go to uh, let's go to Deerfield. Well, uh, that's where we had that autistic kid get hit by a car uh, when uh, walking down the street from his home, and the driver took off. Man, hot footed it out of there. Here, the only problem she did was taking off. Yeah, leaving the scene of leaving the scene of an accident. Uh, Stacy Stacy Shapiro. I mean, if she would have just stopped and rendered aid, called nine one one. I'm sure. <laughs> this would have not blown right, up like this. Open your long law enforcement career. Why do people generally not stop after they run over a pedestrian? I, I, I mean, it's. I'm not going to speculate that she was, dri you know, you know, driving while intoxicated. I'll speculate for <laughs> us. Okay, my guess is she was tore up. Or hired, partaked in something illegal prior to the accident. Well, this kid just darts out in front of your car. I mean, and let me tell you, she probably doesn't even get a ticket unless you're DUI. Then it's a felony. So you got a big problem, but guess what? Maybe she uh, didn't even realize she hit anybody. Oh, please. <laughs> she, I hit a deer. I think the excuse was, thought I hit a deer. Well, So, yeah, she turned herself in. Yeah. And this story was unique because the dad, uh, the victim's dad gets on TV and says, listen, I had $10,000 reward for whoever uh, tells me who did this or turn. And he said, if you're the person that did it, I'll give you the $10,000 to help you pay for your legal fees. I don't care. I just want to know who ran over my child. And I'm not mad at you. I understand. I get it. And here's a ten thousand dollar reward. Please turn yourself in, and I'll give you the money. Well, I she, mean, that was I've never she, seen. She a turned herself in. Is she going to get the money? Um, I don't know if <laughs> if her lawyer contacted the victim's dad or what. All right, Paul. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we got a Texas jury who found uh, a man guilty of murder, but a computer algorithm. Proved his innocence. We're going to get into that. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. See you in a bit. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is... The Chicago Popo Report. Uh, welcome back, people. The Popo Report, the Shawshank Edition. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino on WSAM 890 in Chicago. Go out to Montana for this story. This is a little ugly. You know, you think of Montana, well, you think of bro wolves, grizzly bears, mountains, right? Right? Basically, yeah. Lesbians. A lot of <laughs> lesbians in Montana, I'm told, right? It's a great country here. Yeah. It is, man. Montana, see, yeah. big sky country out there. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, young 12-year-old boy from Montana got himself beat to death by, by this is a family. You, know, you got to love this group. They only beat him to death. They tortured him. 12-year-old kid. Parents, you mean my grandparents and his uh, uncle? Not a lot of love from the grandparents. And it begs the question. Poor bastard. Where's mom and dad? Huh? Well, then, uh, mom and dad probably in prison would be my guess. If I had to guess, they don't say. But he's living with his grandparents and an uncle and, uh, for the last two years. And he also had some siblings there. They they managed not to get killed. But detectives do an investigation, and they see, you know, they're watching videos. Kid looked okay a couple of years ago. And all of a sudden, he's looking a little emancipated. In other words, starving him to death, which is classic in these kind of cases, by the way. They don't want to feed the kid. 
What's striking is that you leave you leave this uh, fatal evidence laying around. Okay, you you shoot video, you torturing this poor kid. Okay, and I guess they I guess they shot it for their own enjoyment and and pleasure later on as a keepsake. And that's these are dumb criminals. I mean, these get are, rid of the evidence. Bro, these are sick jagoffs. Is is what they are. Okay. And they kill this 12-year-old kid because they didn't want to deal with him. They didn't want to deal with the problem of raising a 12-year-old. James Alex Hurley was his name. And they're out there in Montana. Let's assume it's some kind of rural place, all right? And uh, he went gets himself killed because mommy and daddy are uninterested. And the grandparents have him and psycho uncle, and they kill this kid, torture him to death. The psycho uncle, he was (laughs) 300 pounds. Bro, James, I, James I, was 103 pounds wet. I just want to get me a big gun and go out there and visit these people when I read stories like this. Here, the uncle, 14-year-old uncle, okay, 300 pounds. So they've got food, okay? He's eating well, but they weren't feeding this this kid. <laughs> I mean, they were just having their sick way with him. So, yeah, I, hopefully I, they... I, they we we can't do the story anymore because it's just uh, killing me here, and I'm getting really... Pissed off by the second. So let's move on to something a little bit more pleasant. Okay. How, how about, about a wrongful conviction case out of Texas? Yeah, we could do that. What happened there? These big words, so you got to do this story. Oh, this is just like right up your alley, Paul. <laughs> okay, so uh, Lydell Grant, he was escorted out of a Texas prison. Uh, this happened back in November. You know, very excited. Free on bail thanks to DNA reexamined. By by a software program, so this is uh, a newfangled uh, computer algorithm that basically proved his innocence. Um, like I said, this is up your alley. Uh, traditionally, you've got DNA evidence, and then you've got uh, what else? Uh, you got that CSI effect, right? And is CSI convicted this guy because they had we, we got a DNA match. It's him. But guess what? Well, it was bad science, and they got a new program, better program, and they retested DNA. And here's the interesting thing about this case. A third party came forward asking for the testing, uh, not the prosecutors, which they never asked for the testing, and not the defense lawyers. No, why would you? No, no, no. So the third party come up and said, listen, uh, we think there's a problem here, and we'd like to get it tested. So they they get in the FBI database. They retest. Guess what? They get a hit. It's not our guy. Not the guy who's been sitting in jail since 2010. Well, yeah, so... Traditionally, uh, this DNA sample it had a mixture of, uh, of of two samples, right? That's that's the that's the, the story. Yes, it had two samples. So, I mean, human error is going to play play a big part in examining that DNA evidence because you have two samples in there. So now they're using this this uh, fast uh, uh, computer software. Yeah, that basically you know separated it out exactly. And, and, and what happened in the first trial? They couldn't say definitively. That this was this, the guy, the defendant's DNA. But the, the the state crime guy, the Houston crime guy, gets real cute on the witness stand and goes, but, you know, I can't exclude him, which is BS, right? But, well, they relied on eyewitness testimony, yeah, which, well, was, which was shaky guess what? It was best. bad. So this guy yeah. spent uh, 10 years in the joint for a murder he didn't commit, but he's out now. Uh, Kudos to whoever came in here and saved the day for the him. Innocent, yeah, the Innocence Project of Texas, actually. Well, that, that's uh, a good save. Good, good save by them. And usually, I could tell you this from experience, when uh, Innocence Projects or defense lawyers here, uh, yeah, there's DNA in my case, and I got convicted, they quit listening. You're out of luck. Mm-hmm. So the moral of the story is don't quit listening, okay? 
Or don't, don't, don't yeah, don't uh, keep uh, keep at it with uh, having getting somebody to hear you out. Right, and 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 look, do the deep dive as we do on this show, okay? But do a seriously deep dive and and read everything, which almost never happens in these cases. Read it all and figure out what happened. Why is this guy in jail? But they did catch the the right guy, and he confessed. And he confessed, yeah. Great story all around, okay? okay kudos to the Texas people who didn't try and keep him in jail for another five years on bad evidence. Okay, let's uh, let's turn to a, a local story that uh, we forgot to touch on uh, earlier. So this is out of, um, let's see, uh, we got Marcus Randall, who played football at Thornton High School in Wisconsin. Thornton High School's in South Suburbs. And he's charged with killing two people in Janesville, Wisconsin. You know, right our northerly border. neighbor, yeah. Yeah, it's not too far away from the big city. So he turned himself into the Chicago Popo this past week. Uh, and uh, incidentally, he's got a famous brother. So his famous brother, Antoine Randall L. Excellent football player. Played in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Had some big dough, presumably, but I don't think he's paying for this one. But if he wants to, uh, just call down here to the Popo Report. We'll hook you up, Antoine. We'll hook up your brother anyways. You just got to write a check. Yes, yeah, so not sure what happened here. What, what what happened to this guy? I mean, he's got a history of uh, uh, behaving badly. Yeah, Let's he see. was a good football player, too, but uh, when that whole pro thing didn't turn out for him, he turned to, often predictably, crime. He's got some anger management issues yeah, going yeah, back to yes. 2000, actually 2005. He was charged with uh, battery involving a woman on campus and uh, arrested for battery again later that year after... Punching a teammate, having a little disagreement with your teammate. <laughs> yeah. So he, he does have some anger issues, doesn't he? So he graduated to bigger and better things. Now he's being charged with murder, uh, so. which often happens with to those dudes with really bad tempers. You right? think his brother, who's got some dough, hopefully uh, still left from his uh, football days, is going to help him out with a little defense action here? My guess is no. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, my guess is the brother has probably helped him out before on other issues, and is probably going. Uh, because he's getting those real big numbers now from those defense attorneys, right? Uh-huh. Unless Mama intervenes and says, you will take care of your brother. Then there's a possibility. Let's keep it in the family, Paul. Well, I'm available. I, I'm glad to work that case. Ah, the next story. We're going down to Nashville, Loop. Oh, yeah. Nashville, Tennessee, huh? Right. There's some banjo music for this one because this story is just, just precious. Precious, as they say down south. And... <laughs> We got a victim in this case. Bless her heart. What happened, Luke? I mean, you're a God-fearing man, right, Paul? You like to go to church I like on to a think weekly so. yes, basis. Yes, yes, I try to. Yes, you like to get on your Sunday best. No, not really. I go in no. jeans, sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah, and shave. Don't usually shave. Shower up. You shower at shower least. Shower up. You know, you're around other folks at church. You can't be too grimy. You don't wear a hat. You comb your hair. It depends, man. <laughs> it's a cold out. I might. I can't wear a hat inside. And if you're going with a companion, your better half. You want her to look good too, right? Yeah, I'm going to tell you the lovely Elizabeth uh, Esquire there. She's always looking good, my friend. <laughs> she, she dresses for church. Well, there you go. Then, then, yeah. then Percy. Uh, then this guy's got a. He's got a point. I mean, I guess his wife wasn't up. Didn't go to church dressed up to his standards. Well, this isn't the problem. I think the the problem was is he considered her clothing for church inappropriate. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't up to his standards. I would say you and I would probably like that whatever little get-up she had on that morning. <laughs> We'd have been quite entertained when she came Maybe through Maybe she wasn't completely door. covered. Maybe uh, showing a little, uh, what, a little, skin, a little skin, too much skin. A little skin? too much skin, a little tan Nashville skin. Uh, I don't know. Well, uh, what happened, though? <laughs> this is where it gets dicey. 
<laughs> well, she starts, well, he starts to, uh, I don't know, just beat her up, which is not kosher. They repeatedly punched her in the face till she was unconscious. Oh. Oh, and, and, and this you know, is in front of everybody, not, not in the privacy of your own home. You're beating her up in front of everybody. And this may come as a shock to our listeners, happening in the great state of Tennessee, all right? But Percy, <laughs> Percy just just got out of a beef for beating up his wife in December. The charges got dropped about a week ago. Right. And then he knocks her out. And as he's knocking her out, he yells at her, saying, uh, you're not going to put me back in jail for this, all right? Well, no, I'm not going to, but the police are, okay? Well, Percy is back in jail, isn't he? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking Mrs. Percy may want, may want to talk to a good divorce attorney. Don't you think? At the very it least, Paul. It might be Paul. time for this, kick this dog to the curb, as they say. At the very least, Paul, yeah. contact a good family law attorney. All right, we're going to take another break when we come back. Okay, we got the Popo doing civil acid forfeiture at the airport. You know, seizing somebody else's money. I don't like that. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90s. We're back, Popo Nation. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, rocking it on WLS AM 890 Chicago. Huh? DAA was uh, rocking some people in New York at the old train station. Well, I know you like to travel a lot, and you like to travel with a lot of loot. But, uh, you know, when, yeah, I would suggest you not travel with, uh, you know, more than 10000 in your pocket, okay? Praise the Lord for credit cards, my friend, because if you walk around with large cash in this country and a popo stop you, guess what? They might take it from you and tell you, this is why I love civil forfeiture laws. You got to come in and prove you got the money legitimately. Now, that's BS with a capital. I agree with B, you right there, okay? Paul. I mean, and, and here's what happened. This lady is, uh, traveling. It's got $82,000 on her and change. And she said, Hey, it's my dad's money. It's money is saved. He doesn't yeah. like putting it in a. He don't you know, like banks. In banks. And only mattresses. He went through the depression. He's suspicious of banks. Blah blah blah. I'm I'm just get you know I'm gonna go and help him. What, what were they buying a house or a condo or something? Well, she was gonna put it in a bank herself and and yeah help yeah buy something else yeah yeah and and she, she and she checked online prior to going hey can I make a cash deposit this big is there a problem the bank said no we'll take it it's good you know. And she, she she declares it when she's going through TSA. And, of course, the ODA showed up, not minding their own business, did they? No. And this is all in Pittsburgh, right? And, <laughs> I mean, uh, I thought she also checked with the airlines that she can carry that much cash on she her. She did, man. Right? She did all these things, right? And they and they didn't like the look of her. And, they, and here's the problem. And what look is that? Whatever they determined, right? Because uh, whatever they say is probable cause is probable cause. That's the bottom line. But what what happens in these cases, okay, they take the money, they seize it, they give you a receipt for it. And say, and, and this is basically your options. Uh, if you disagree with our taking your money, uh, go to court. Prove it. There's going to be a court case where we seize all the money. You get none of it. Now, you don't get in trouble, all right? Yeah, she, wasn't, she wasn't arrested. Nah, no IRS issues, nothing like that, no. right? But they take the money and they keep it. They could do this with cars, with jewelry, anything they want. This and happens. A lot. I've worked a lot of cases like this throughout the years. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, so they were initially screening her, and the story sort of checked out, so they let her through. But prior to her boarding, they stopped her again. Because right. I guess... Uh, they called DA and DA said, whoa, $82,000. We could use that, though. Uh, so they stop her again, and then they... 
they have her call her dad to verify the story. And uh, I don't know. Maybe something got lost in translation. No, I don't know. The dad was suspicious, nervous about the phone yeah. call. Yeah. And, like, and, and they woke him up out of a sound sleep on top of it, right? Right. He's probably startled and not knowing what's going on. And her, you know, her daughter's being stopped by the DEA and what's going on here. And he's old. And he's he's old. like really old. So he's not tracking any of this conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully she gets her dough back. Well, yeah. But guess what, bro? What? Here's what's going to happen. She's going to hire a lawyer. It's going to cost her a lot, a lot of money. She's probably going to charge her about a third of the money recovered. All right? So they get 80, let's say for the sake of argument, an even number of 80,000. Okay? He's going to take a third of that 80 for representing her in the civil forfeiture case. I mean, this is, this is ridiculous. <clears throat> this is out of control government. Yeah. This no, is I, really bad. And I get it, man. Uh, you know, you got a couple 20-year-olds walking through the airport with a couple million in the, in the suitcase. And they can't explain where it came from. Maybe you got a good case to seize it. But th- this is out of control stuff. This is still a free country. Cash is still legal tender, except don't get caught with too much cash. And I, and I can tell you something. I have clients with hundreds of thousands of dollars in their safes at their home. Seen it. I've heard their reasoning for it. Yeah. They don't want to get caught. They don't want to have to go to the bank to get it. Maybe they own a cash business their whole life, mm-hmm. i.e., bar, laundromat, coffee shop, et cetera. I know a restaurant owner in Chicago who doesn't take credit cards, only takes cash, and he's literally got shoeboxes stacked up in his house full of cash from a 40-year career in the right, restaurant yeah. business. So if the DA walked in his house for whatever reason and seen this cash, they go, ah, ah, must be illegal. We're taking it. Uh, and I'm guessing a couple million bucks probably. You've been dealing with some a lot of illegal tzatziki, okay? We're going to get you. We're <laughs> yes, gonna, We're going to get you for all that illegal tzatziki you've been selling. You might find it's hard to believe they are of Greek descent. <laughs> but they don't like banks. And they have a cash business. But the government could legally go in there and seize it and say, prove it's legit. Which could get interesting when they pull out the income tax returns and are claiming to make $9,000 a year for the last 40 years. Right? <laughs> or whatever. And yeah. I'm not saying that happened, but... This is this is silly. Definitely BS. All right, guess who else has a lot of money and uh, doesn't know how to spend it? We're talking about Marie Holmes. She won $188 million. Oh, I like Marie, Powerball Lottery, This Paul. is my girl. Hook me up with Marie. I want to meet her. You got a problem? Give me a call. That's I've got right. some bail money. Uh, you've got fines, whatever. I'll, I'll set you straight. Marie, Marie likes the bad boys. Is, is that safe to say? Uh, what do yeah, you think? She, yeah, she likes a little. She likes a man who's got a little bad in bad in him. Yeah. Well, absolutely. her boyfriend has to be a heroin trafficking. Oh yeah, that's pretty boyfriend. bad. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's right up there. Yeah. And, and he's not very good at this, is he, Luke? Because he keeps getting caught and arrested. Well, that's yeah. If you're a drug dealer, that's what typically happens. Unless you're, I don't know, Tony Montana. <laughs> well, he's not Tony Montana because I, here's the story. Miss Holmes, who won a hundred eighty-eight million dollar Powerball lottery in February. Has used $21 million of her earnings to bail her boyfriend out of jail. And that's 188 tax free. That, that, you know, she won a hell of a lot more. Yes. But that's her, that's the walking money. That's so what she's she, still sitting on 160 something, right? She's still got a lot of money to bail <laughs> but, somebody but I'll else. I'll tell you out. what, she needs to leave this dude in jail because he's just costing her at this rate. She's going to, she's going to be run out of that 188 million pretty soon. <laughs> She she's the mother of four man. If I'm her, I'm going, Mama, Mama. Can, can, can we get a new boyfriend? Like one with a job? <laughs> That's a deal, heroin. What do you think?
Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, this is a little. This is really screwing up my legacy and my inheritance. Because, Mama, you hanging out with him, you may not be long for this world. Yeah, she's uh, she's got her priorities all screwed up. Yeah, definitely. Well, she's bailed him out three times since since uh, she's won, and she, the price just keeps going up to get him out of jail. And, yeah. and my guess is with those kind of numbers, uh, I'm guessing he may not show up one day for court, and that bond might be forfeited, my friend. And I'm going to tell you, the government would love to have $12 million as opposed to some mope sitting in a prison cell. I don't think she's going to see that money ever again. I think that money is as good as gone because this genius, he's going to be on the run quick. He can, baby, come on. We got to go buy. Come on. We can go down to that little airport down the road there. We're going to buy us a little plane, a little jet. And we're going to fly off to somewhere they don't have extradition. I looked it up on the internet. Venezuela. <laughs> let's just go to Venezuela. Yeah, let's go to Venezuela okay. where, they have all, where they don't have any money. We'll be the king and queen down there. Yeah, no extradition treaties. Uh, the uh, mm. FBI, the CIA. Well, the CIA probably. You know, the Venezuelans the may, I touch may just you. seize the cash and say it's ours. It's our money. <laughs> they're, they're a little, I would say they're a little bit more heavy-handed than the DEA is. So better be careful. Marie, baby, where you and that new that bow wind up, okay? With your whatever's got left in your uh, money. All right, Paul, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we've got some more funky crime and punishment time around the nation, including a former mayor candidate who posed as a photographer in order to drug a mother and kidnap her baby. Shame on her. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. See you in a bit. Secret We're back, Popo Nation, Lupe Acquire, Paul Ceiling on WLS AM 890 in Chicago. And hey, who said it's got to be boring at the CIA? <laughs> huh? It's not all James Bond? It's not all James Bond. Apparently there's a lot of Nerf guns, pranks, and insults. And My not, goodness, are they drinking? Mar- are they drinking martinis dressed in uh, $10,000 suits? They're bringing their Nerf guns in, okay? And apparently... They're not getting along. They get a little catty in emails and text messages and such. Because, you know, a lawsuit came out. Not like Jack Ryan, according to the guy who filed the lawsuit. Not all Jack Ryan. And the guy who filed, he was a computer engineer, and he got a little little steamed over his uh, fellow employers, you know, uh, fat shaming him. (laughs) Calling him fatty and such. A little touchy? Shooting him with the Nerf balls. Why don't you go to the gym? Why don't you go to the gym every now and then? It won't call you fatty. Apparently, he didn't have time to go to the gym because he's too busy writing nasty emails to each other and playing Nerf ball. And eating Uh, double cheeseburgers and fries. Maybe two or three times a day, huh? It all sounds delicious, but, you know, it catches up to you, man, even if you're 31. (laughs) (laughs) It does catch up to you, my friend. And, uh, well, the CIA, you know, their, their dirty laundry's getting aired a little bit. But hey, at least they weren't torturing. Hey, it's, the it's, 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 okay, it's, in a black site somewhere. At the very least, yeah, this is funny. And um, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, good for you. Well, you know, he, 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 the, the guy who filed the lawsuit, he, he was known for being a difficult colleague, but he had a particularly strained relationship with another developer, and they only identified as a mole. <laughs> a mole. All right. And they got they got an argument, and uh, someone tried to intervene. Say, and someone said, "You got to be the bigger man," uh, alluding to his weight. Okay, <laughs> because we all know who the bigger man is, <laughs> right? He got all butthurt over that, bro. It's not always fun being the bigger man. Paul. I guess not, man. I've been, I would agree with that, <laughs> unless you're 
president or vice president of a local FOP, then it's okay. No one fat shaming them guys. <laughs> Probably not. No, no, not at all. All right, what do you say we go out to a Michigan? Uh, we could do that if you'd like. A little funky crime and punishment time. Uh, we love funky crime. What's going on? We got there. a 26-year-old uh, Malaka who was uh, arrested midstream while relieving himself on a, Popo ca- a Popo's car's bumper. Perhaps say could that be, right? Perhaps could be a candidate for drag off of the week on this one. Most certainly. Why would you pee on a police car? Because you're uh, drunk and stupid is my, my best guess. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's those are that's that's two prongs that I would uh, I definitely uh, put in there. Drunk, drunk and obnoxious, maybe. <laughs> that's the third prong. Yeah. Yes, yes. Drunk and I don't like the popo, so I'm going to show you guys. And it was one a.m. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nothing happens good uh, after midnight, no, Paul. No, no, my friend, it does not generally. <laughs> so, said idiot, he removed his penis from uh, the front of his pants oh. and urinated on the rear bumper of the vehicle. At least he had some respect and it wasn't, you know, in the front bumper. That's right. No one's going to see the right. pee stain on the rear bumper. No. no probably not going to see it on the front one either, but the popo, no sense of humor about that sort of thing is my experience. Well, absolutely not, because he's going to be charged with disorderly conduct <laughs> and... You know, in plain view, okay? Urinating in plain view. He's in Florida. He's from Michigan. He's on vacation. He's having a good time, right? I and mean, if you got to go, you got to go. And he gets himself locked up while he was in the commission of the crime, according to said police report from Florida. Those guys are professional law enforcement folks. Pros. Oh, our man pleaded not guilty, though. So, Like any criminal. Any good criminal does. Ah, you know us on this show, bro. Everybody's innocent until proven guilty. There you go. Unless you get a presidential pardon, then you're okay. You know, it's all, all forgiven. That's right. All right. Never happened. That's right. Okay, we've got some uh, Roots news. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't remember, Roots was a big, big movie uh, miniseries back in the 90s, probably. I'm guessing early 90s, late 80s. A uh, great author named Alex Haley, African-American guy, wrote this massive book, about 800 pages, basically described the black arrival in America, mm-hmm. slaves, etc., cetera, uh, and going through many generations of that saga. And it gets turned into a miniseries, which at the time probably the most watched miniseries ever. We're talking nine hours, Paul. It was pretty long. I, I, I've read the book. I would never watch the, mini, the, 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 move, the miniseries. Well... I think I did watch it back when it was on, but this guy in, uh, where's he at? Iowa. Dude in Iowa, what'd he do, Luke? <laughs> He's a fan of Roots, apparently. He had his girl over, you know, over yeah. the crib. What'd he make her do? <laughs> He's like, hey, listen, I want you to feel, feel the I pain. Feel. feel the pain, yes. exactly. So, so, Paul, the irony in this is amazing. So, she, he forces her to watch uh, nine hours of roots. Okay, it's a it's a it's a movie about slavery. So she's being held against her will because he wants her to watch a movie miniseries. Yeah, about but slavery. they ever like you know? I mean, that's picking in the garden or you know washing his car while she was doing these. I mean, and not really being held as a slave. Just you know, he said she was a racist. He was just trying to you know give her some humility and teach her you know what went on to the African Americans when they got to this country. I think being held against your will classifies as some sort of uh, bondage, right? Well, he, <laughs> he, he got a little bit more specific, bro, because he told her, if you don't watch it like I want you to watch it, I'm going to cut you up and I'm going to spread your body parts across uh, I-380 on the way to Chicago. 
Yeah, so he ups the ante, okay? Not only am I <laughs> you being held, you know, uh, against your will, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Escalating the situation. Oh, you know, he gets arrested for felony harassment and false imprisonment. Both misdemeanors, I might add. He probably should have cut cut off the uh, the meth and the alcohol that night, right? Probably should have cut off an ear or two to show he meant business. <laughs> but he didn't do that. He got charged with misdemeanors, bonded out, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm my my prediction is that these two they get back together at some point, and she's going to gladly watch Roots with him because she probably can't do any better, right, Paul? <laughs> That's be my guess, bro. She's probably in a bad situation, <laughs> she, all right? She she did it to herself, she's right? From Iowa, you put yourself in that situation, right? She probably uh, the dating pool might be kind of slim for her if she's hanging with this dude. Right? You're probably right. All right, let's go to, uh, hey, back down the floor. We got a man, Jonathan Cruz, at the ripe old age of 20, 22. Oh, He's facing Jonathan. a count of criminal mischief and grand theft. And for what? Hmm. Uh, Burglarizing your own your, your, your own job. I got to tell you, you know, he was a, a young guy on the way up. He had a good job, good corporate job. What was that corporate job, Loop? Yeah, he was assistant manager at Jimmy John's. That's a great corporate job, right? Absolutely. That's 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 you're on that corporate ladder, and you're just you're the climbing. only way is up. The only way climb. is up. You right can't to, go down. You're gonna bust that glass ceiling, aren't you? Absolutely. That's right. Yeah, not this guy. So yeah, yeah, this guy thought it'd be a good idea to bust into your uh, in your job and uh, take some cash because he was having some cash problems. You know, Jimmy John's assistant manager doesn't pay that well. I guess. Guess not. I thought I thought they was making a lot of dough, but I guess not. So well, he, he hit Jimmy John's for seven hundred fifty-one dollars. Not a bad take, actually. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But the only one one problem, though, Paul, he left some evidence behind. This is always a problem, Luke. <laughs> there wasn't a wallet. What was it? It was something that ties him that gave it away. It's his car keys. Okay, that's a problem. Because, you know, the popo roll up and they got these car keys, so they walk out to the parking lot and they start hitting the little alarm chip, button. Chip, chip, chip. Yeah, there you go. There's the winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Except this guy didn't get it. He might have got chicken dinner at jail later on. Yeah. Didn't happen, though. But unlike many perps, Paul, this guy was remorseful, okay? He he gave it up completely. He didn't he didn't play the game. You know, not me, not me. Somebody took my car keys. It wasn't me because you don't have me on some video surveillance. So he gave it up. He told investigators, yeah, he was having some trouble problems. And he... Realized that this burglary was a bad thing. It was a mistake. He got charged for a couple of felonies. Looking at five years in uh, the Department of Correction, uh, Florida facility. If he gets convicted. Yeah, but you know, I think the judge will probably look, look, uh, probably tell him, yeah, you know what, twenty-two, a little probation, maybe, yeah. a little probation. Boom. There you go. There Popo you go. court says, yeah, a little you probation. Make a little for restitution for busting up the door to get in, and yeah, probation, my friend. This one's definitely probation. All right, Paul, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we definitely have a great happy ending uh, involving more babies, more popo, and some formula. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890s. Welcome back, folks. You don't want to miss this finish. It's the grand finale. We're running out of the uh, back stretch into the home stretch. So, Paul knows how to finish. WLS AM 890, Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. Hey, Paul, you down for some porn? I'm down for some porn. All right. I'll meet you at the local uh, library. Ah, I love this. This is this is a <laughs> heartfelt story, right? <laughs> so, let me set this oh. up. So, so, some dude's watching the old Pornhub channel, okay? Which we... 
Highly recommend for them young Randy teenagers. Keep them out of trouble. Don't commit that sexual assault. Just get, get that computer on that phone, folks, kids. Anyways, he's on uh, watching the local porn and uh, relieve some tension. He recognizes his library in Santa Monica. Hey, wait, I, that's where I check out my books. That's my library. They're doing a porno in my library. <laughs> Now, now here, here's you know this guy doesn't mind his own business. What does he do? Obviously, he calls the library up. Go, hey, he starts complaining. Hey, dude, you you let them shoot a porno in the library? No, we did not, sir. <laughs> Little whiny malacca over here. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, they did shoot a porno in the library. They didn't ask for permission. Didn't pull a permit or any of that stuff. Right? They, they they did it very discreetly, Paul. Okay. No children walked in and saw it. No, no. Just children on the internet recognized their library. <laughs> Right, I mean, don't all libraries look alike? I mean, just a bunch of rolled books and shelves and computer bank. I don't know. Well, you probably know. not. Well, listen. Uh, some writer described this once described this particular library as paradise, and I guess it was for a few short minutes. Well, yeah, absolutely. Lovely Santa Monica, right? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what do the English say about uh, libraries? Huh? Nothing is pleasanter than exploring the library. Wrote some famous English guy. His name wouldn't be Walter Savage Landor, would it? Maybe. I'm just, I'm just thinking. Maybe I don't know. It sounds it like be. I'm into poetry. I'd, I'd like to bust out a little haiku. There you yeah. go. Well, you just busted it out, but uh, not too much haiku going on in the Santa Monica Library. But uh, listen, it, it's all it's all good. Pornhub pulled the video. It's all, it's all good in the <laughs> hood. Side of caution. Pornhub said, eh, if you're that offended, we'll pull it, okay? <laughs> we got a few more backed up here. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I love the next story, man. This is a... This is budding romance, my friend. And you you and I can sympathize, okay? Because, you know, we're in the public eye. This happens to us all the time, bro. You've right? got fans. You've got no. people who admire your stuff, what you're doing, who admire your talent. But they sort of get too clingy, right? Yeah, especially in Florida. Why, are we, why do these things always seem to happen in Florida? In the Tampa area? Right. Know, all that all that sunshine just fries your brain, probably. Well, Brent Gardner, New York Yankee outfielder, he said, uh, hey, I got a problem with this chickie. What, <laughs> what's the problem, Luke? She doesn't have a problem. And, and Brent is married, I might add. Yeah, yeah. Well, she insists that he is going to be her, she's going to be his future wife. Well, you know, it's always good Very to be insistent. optimistic, right? Very insistent. Right. You got to be optimistic, right? You got to hey. have goals, Paul. Brett's married, but hey. Doesn't matter. Hey, when he sees me, she, she's going to be the ex-wife. I'm going to be the new wife. Or just probably going to tag along and be the second wife. You know, <laughs> who cares about divorcing? Well, she got a little upset after he had her ejected from the spring training facility. What'd she do? <laughs> You're going to like this chick, man. This chick's got big ones, bro. She sued him. She sues him in Major League Baseball for throwing her out of the field. How dare they? Yeah, how dare they? Well, yeah. you know what? Whenever you walk into a Major League ballpark or any ballpark, uh, you have a ticket. And on that ticket, you have a license to come in. But that license is dependent on, you know, you you know, not acting like a fool. <laughs> not being a stalker. <laughs> not committing a crime. You got to love this chick, though, because now she goes on TV to make her case, right? The local Tampa station. And, you know, the reporter says, points out the obvious. Hey, sweetie, this guy's already married. And what does she respond with, Luke? Doesn't matter, I guess, right? Oh, no. She responds with, quote, that is not of importance. That's right. I said, quote. it doesn't matter. That's right. It doesn't. <laughs> oh, well, they've never met, but she, she's got her sights set on him. He better get ready. What the problem is, right? All right, Paul, you're going to love this one.
I guess if you don't, you know, become mayor, <laughs> you uh, become a criminal. <laughs> if you don't win your election, you start kidnapping babies. Are we talking so, about Tony Perkwinkle? No. No? Oh, who else ran? Didn't somebody else run besides Tony? <laughs> We're talking about Juliet Parker. Uh, where's she from? A former mayoral candidate for Colorado Springs. And this was, a, this was last it's year in 2019. Not exactly a small city, is it? No, the New Springs. No, it's not color. It's not Colorado Heights. It's not Colorado Hills. It's, it's Colorado Springs. That's right, home of the United States Air Force huge, Academy. It is yeah, huge, huge. It's big, <laughs> huge. So smoking, yeah. smoking a lot of pot out there too, my friend. So she had some big aspirations, okay? But it, it, things just didn't work out, you know, for her. But you know, let's move on to kidnapping babies. The political plan did not work out, did it? So what'd she do? What does this, this lady do who wanted to be the mayor of Colorado Springs? Well, she also had her 16-year-old daughter as, uh, you know, as a co-conspirator. So, so she gets this photography gig, all right? And she, she gets, uh, she, she, she's, I guess her, you know, she wants to take pictures of babies for free, you know, because I want to build up my portfolio. So she, uh, I guess, goes to, goes to this uh, lady's house with a kid. And with her kid? What well, with the, yeah, the, lady, the, the lady who hired her. What else did they have? They brought a cupcake. Oh, well, yeah, 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 cupcake. Well, well, the cupcake, though, had some narcotics in it to drug the mom. It was sort of laced with something. Yes, yeah. to knock her out. <laughs> this is a well-thought-out plan so far. Hey, cupcakes, why not, right? Yeah, everybody drugs, everybody drugs. loves a cupcake. Yeah, everyone will eat a cupcake. You can put one in front of me. It's probably, you know, if it's chocolate, for sure, it's going to get so it. So I guess it wasn't strong enough, okay? And then the uh, said lady was on to her scheme and, uh, yeah, called the popo. Well, it was, she was not the first victim like this. No. But she tried, it, you know, and she only got a $50,000 bond. That's not too bad. I mean, for attempted on, kidnapping. They're, they're liberal in Colorado Springs, my friend. They, they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That is a pretty for drugging, ridiculous. For drugging the victim and uh, attempting to uh, kidnap. Are you kidding me? 50000 That's nothing. Bro, let me tell you something. She got 11.90% of the vote when she ran for mayor. Maybe you should get those people on her jury pool. <laughs> All right, Paul. And next, we've got your favorite. Our favorite segment. What made it be, pray tell? Jag off of the week. Oh, yes, that is my favorite segment. We've got three great contestants okay we've got the full dea for taking my man's money at the airport all right well you know here's the sad thing is at any given week in this country dea could be jag off of the week i gotta tell you <laughs> there you go for acid forfeiture you're the first one and we got salani katarpal okay that's the broad that was whining about her parents turning off her cell phone service okay and the pope will get a little bit of annoyed and now she she wound up in jail. Can we say broad still? Is that yeah. an acceptable term? I think when we're talking about a 36-year-old woman who's whining about her mom and dad cutting her cell phone service, definitely jag off of the weak material. That's right. And finally, we've got James Sasser Jr. and Patri Patricia Batts. These are the two grandparents out of Montana who beat and tortured to death their relative. Bro, I think there's a little doubt who the jag offs of the week, and I say that plural, are this week. Is there? I think we have our winner. That was a winner, bro. Uh, we go with our Montana grandparents, uh, James Sasser Jr. and Patricia Betts. You are Jagoffs of the Week, folks. What a couple of Jagoffs. Oh, you know it. Well, we got to finish with a happy ending after that, bro, because that, that's depressing Jagoff of the Week material. Absolutely. So we've got Popo doing great things down in um, Highland, Utah. Okay, so, Highland, Utah. Yes. A lot of crime down there in Highland. So, mommy of five kids calls nine one one because her. What baby, time does she call that nine one one? This was late in the evening at some around two in the morning. It's a little late, isn't it? Yeah, but her kid was crying and she was hungry. She, oh, she, didn't, she didn't have any food. Any, any, 
Yeah, no, mommy wasn't out. No Ma- milk. Mommy no wasn't out partying, doing up the clubs with she, the kids at home. She was at home. She was at home. This okay. is already a happy ending. We got a mommy who's actually home with her children. She called nine one one. Why would she do that, Luke? Because she was trying to, you know, get some help. You know, possibly they could come by and just look out after, look after, look after the kids while she goes and gets the milk. But no, they bring they bring some milk. But you know what? Uh, the little babies don't drink milk. They drink formula. That's so right. they went back out and got some formula. Brought it back and saved the day. The baby is happy. My mom's forever grateful. And the Popo, again, are heroes because they just do what heroes do. They save the day. Well, they're certainly not jagoffs. That's a nice nice run by the Utah Popo. Here you go. And that does it for us this Saturday night. And as always, don't poo-poo on the Popo. And mind your own business. And, uh, you know, maintain your butt on that swivel, all right? It's dangerous out there. We'll see you next week.